Chapter 2 Meeting You Dear Darius, meeting you again has been more than a dream come true for me. I remember meeting you for the very first time at summer camp. I had hurt my wrist and could not engage in any of the fun activities, but you made camp fun for me. I was 15 and you were 16 then. Good old days. Being hurt was one thing, but being the only Nigerian girl with a British accent was another. Everyone looked at me funny. I hated it. I hated them all. But you cared for me. You were the mixed boy with curly hair and girls flocking around you. But you cared for me. You said I looked and felt like a dainty prickly flower and called me Rose ever since. That's my official name now. Rose. Because of you. I was hurt again. Badly. But this time it was my heart that was broken instead of my wrist. I yearned for you without knowing it. I called for you without showing it. I missed you without my own consent until you showed up again at the mall. Oh, you looked so handsome. I tried not to show it, but I couldn't help embracing you like that. You touched the small of my back and I was gone. I almost kissed you right there. Almost. Because just then I felt a tug on my shirt and when I looked down, I saw a mini Darius. Oh, too cute. And when I looked up, I saw a pair of piercing green eyes staring back at me. A woman's. Your wife. She's pretty too. I like her haircut. White people marry white people. I never had a chance. None of us Nigerian girls did. But that's fine. I'm just glad you're around. You said I could text whenever, and this is me taking you up on that. So, hi, Darius. From the bottom of my heart, hi. Sitting down heavily on the floor beside his bed, Darius looked at the phone he had thrown across the room. Thank God Julie installed the soft rugs, baby safety and all. When he had spotted Rose, Chica actually, at the mall, he had wanted to bolt the other way. If not for his family, he would have. But he knew that she would follow, just as she had done for two years after that camping trip. She was lonely, she even looked lonely, and she just had to have broken her wrist. She was also pretty, like a flower, and prickly. That was why the name he had given in passing suited her. Rose. Now he remembered. At some point, everyone started calling her Rose, so he forgot the origin of the name. But she remembered. Even now she remembered, held on to the name, and refused to let go, even after 10 years. She had a British accent, all right, Darius mused, but that was not why people avoided her. They avoided her because she always dressed funny, with long gowns that trailed the floor 
even a camp, and paired them with boots that could crush a man's head. She also would not let anyone sign her caste, so Darius understood. I'm not white, Darius whispered, looking into his pale palms. My mother is Indian, light-skinned, but Indian. My father is Igbo, also light-skinned. I'm not white. Julie is, but I'm not. He whispered to himself. God, he hated Rose. She had followed him around after camp, taken his clothes without his permission, sent him pictures of himself while he slept, coincidentally came along on his family's Dubai Christmas trip, hurt him when he went against her wishes. Darius trembled violently. How did she afford the Dubai trip? Had she stolen? Had she saved up? Had she tricked her parents? Ugh, Darius groaned, letting his head fall between his knees. How could he shake her off again? That was the important question. She had been the reason why he had worked extra hard to get that scholarship, get into NYU and stay away for 10 solid years. Now he was married with a beautiful baby boy and mom had coerced him to come home for the summer with the family. Three months. He was supposed to deal with Rose for three whole months. But he could. He was sure he could. What else would he do? Call the police in Nigeria on a girl, one as pretty as Chica? He could see it now. Him, shirtless, a bunch of stinky old men holding up the cameras of their old phones to his face, asking him stupid questions as they laughed and interrupted him. Ogawetin, you say she do again. So, as you be great, you know if you fight one small girl, you won't make we arrest them. You think say so, you find past this girl? Na bayo ibo. Darius trembled some more. He stood up and considered all his options which left him with just one. Brace yourself. She's just a girl, he said, knowing how sexist he sounded. He had to be sexist. If not, he was sure she would ruin him. Hey, babe, you okay? Julie called from the doorway of his room, the one he had stupidly forgotten to lock. I'm okay, sweetheart, Darius said, as he made the decision to keep Julie out of the nerve. She needed to be comfortable here. She was already complaining about the heat and traffic. He couldn't add an alleged high school stalker to the equation. Plus, there was the off chance that he was being overly dramatic. Darius hoped to God that he was being overly dramatic. As he joined Julie and the baby Tommy for dinner, leaving his phone on the floor and the message from Chica unanswered.